Hey hoi, and welcome to this very first podcast episode of Icebreaking. This is an introduction to what I imagine will be a podcast series consisting of stories from people within the field of education. My name is Federica, and I am a 23-year-old master's student within the field of ICE. And ICE is not an environmental studies. We could be talking about the cultural iceberg by whole and make it more sociological, but it's not purely that either. The abbreviation of ICE stands for International and Comparative Education, which, for the purpose of this podcast at least, we consider to be a research discipline. So for those of you who are listening to this podcast, but maybe new to the field of ICE and still unfamiliar with it, Let me explain it very briefly. Within the field of ICE, International and Comparative Education, we are looking at different educational systems, habits and methods all over the world to contribute to our knowledge about education, but also to learn about best practices or why certain practices do work in a particular context, but maybe not in others. And we also aim to understand the relationship between education on the one hand and society on the other, and education and various contextual factors, such as history, culture, economy and politics. Now these analyses and understandings, they will provide us with information to improve educational policies and institutions, or to find solutions to educational issues and challenges. When I started this master's program in ICE at Stockholm University, I already had a theoretical understanding of education, of its workings and its organization, which I gained during my Bachelor in Educational Sciences at Utrecht University. I have always been curious about other systems though, and it has been amazing to get to know people from all over the world in the field of education. Since starting this master, I have found myself completely overwhelmed, confused, and I feel like my eyes have truly opened. I have also become so much more enthusiastic about education, and hearing the stories of my classmates and others within the field of ICE has been so meaningful and inspirational to me that I wanted to share this with you. Because... Education is everywhere, in all of our lives. Learning is happening everywhere, both in formal education, which is the structured and the systematic form of learning, like schools, as informal education that happens outside of these institutions and could be either organized or unorganized and even unintended. Learning takes place in schools, institutions and organizations but also during family gatherings, children's playtime, uh, in churches and at sports clubs. In fact, listening to this podcast is a form of education. I have to say, I am quite nervous about this project. I have been thinking about doing this podcast for over more than a year right now, and I think I finally have found enough courage to actually do it. So, how are we going to do this? The aim of this podcast is to investigate learning and education together and to listen to people's stories and ideas about education, 
to discuss these, as well as to create awareness for education that I, and probably also you, have always taken for granted. My idea is to keep this as authentic as possible. So no scripts and minimal edits. It will be me doing my favorite thing on earth, which is talking together with people and hearing their stories. We're going to chat about educational topics, actual themes and our shared passions. And don't worry if you're not that much into education, or if you think you're not, because we will not only be talking about teaching methods, teaching young children and how to learn them to read and write. Like I said, education is everywhere in all of our lives, and it includes so much more than that. And maybe you will be amazed too by how broad this field of ice is and how many contextual factors are involved in education. So I created this podcast for everyone that is interested, and I hope that there is going to be something for everyone to like. And if you ever want to see some background information on what is said, you might want to check the episode descriptions for the links to literature or sources, or simply send me a message. So every now and then, a new episode with a new guest will air, and my guests will be talking about a topic that they have been doing research in, working in, or which they simply want to talk about. And even though I am just now starting to record with guests, I already know that there will be episodes about self-expression and individualism in education, about human rights in education, voter education, um, internationalization of higher education, and also about cosmopolitanism. So that is just a quick spoiler of what is to come. And a little disclaimer to remember while listening to these podcast episodes. We are professionals and students, and we are critically educated in this field, but still hold our own perspectives and beliefs, which may belong to a, let's say, dominant discourse. And we are taught, um, and experience will also tell me, that we will definitely be shining a light on the other side of the stories. And these personal takes on what we will share will make this very authentic conversations between friends and colleagues, but then just record it. And I hope it will feel to you like we are sitting together with you, or walking along with you as you are listening to this. So there we go. This is the introduction to the podcast series. I will now continue with some theoretical information about the educational value of podcasts. Just to make this first episode also full of substance. If you are still here to listen, well done. And if you feel like that's been enough for now, feel free to tune in next time. If you feel like you could take some more and you're actually interested in the educational value of podcasts, then continue to listen. So if you're still here, and if you still enjoy this, and also still able to pay attention, then congratulations, because according to research into educational podcasts, students prefer podcasts of 5 to 10 minutes long. And for those of you who are listening to more podcasts, and regularly scroll through any platform, you might know that most episodes exceed these 5 to 10 minutes greatly. Although... This podcast might be a little different than the ones that you normally listen to for entertainment.
or than the ones that are used to supplement classes. So, within the literature about the use of podcasts in education, different designs of educational podcasts are distincted. And I have to be honest, I will get a script in right now, because I don't remember all of these out of the top of my head, but I will talk through a few with you. So firstly, the supplement. If a teacher is using a podcast as a supplement, the podcast often includes a review of a given class, or it can be used as a preparation for another class. But you can also integrate a podcast in a substitutional way, which would basically be using a recording of the lecture or the in-class content. And then you also have an integrated design. This is in which a unique content is provided as a sort of bonus material to the class. And this last design is used less than the two before that though, so there are a lot of possibilities to explore here. We would call the use of any form of podcast in education a form of blended learning, in which you make several forms of learning, and in this case it would be probably traditional classroom learning with podcasts. A fourth design discussed in research is identified as the creative use of podcasts. Then it would be students who are creating their own podcast and in this way they construct their own knowledge rather than receiving it. I actually did that for one of my classes in my bachelor's degree. Together with two fellow students, I created a podcast about criminal leadership. And it is definitely a very interesting way to deal with the learning material. However, I probably spent more time editing the podcast than actually doing research. And see, that is also something. If you want to use podcasts in an integrative method, as a teacher, it will likely cost more time and effort to create them. There are plenty of instructions and tips and recommendations to be found online though. So if you are a teacher and you might want to give this a try, check the articles which I will refer to in the description box of this podcast. Anyway, if it is going to cost you more time and effort, then there should at least be some advantages to it, right? So the main advantage that I could find about podcasts is a very practical one, namely the availability. You can listen to a podcast anywhere, at any time. And so they are very good for blended and distance learning. But besides that, I found an article by you that really sparked my interest. It looked at the advantages of using podcasts in K-12 education, which stands for from kindergarten to 12th grade, more or less primary school to higher education. And in his research, you spoke about advantages of audio learning, because listening is instinctual. It is not like reading and writing, which we learn at some age. Children, and people in general, are sort of hardwired with this skill, and thus it might be a more natural way to learn information. Now if we want to get more technical, I would want to give a critical note to this and say that a dual form of learning in this case would work even better. 
And that would be according to the dual coding theory. So you are listening to this podcast and I hope that you can save at least some of this information in your brain. But if you were listening and also seeing a visual representation of what I am saying, it would be even more effective. Dual coding theory explains that it would be more effective to have both a verbal and a visual representation. However, and here we get really into the field of educational sciences, having multiple representations also increases the cognitive load. And, well, you all, I think I need to stop there because if I start talking about cognitive load, then this podcast will be way and way too long and you won't remember a thing because the cognitive load will be way too high. So that is for another time, maybe. And we can go back to the advantages because it is the availability and also the way of learning that the literature identified as advantages. But there are also a few concerns within academic literature and from empirical studies, however. And those concerns are about how podcasts can be best designed And so you find numerous studies making recommendations on the duration of the podcast, the amount of breaks, and even the amount of jokes. So the design is a thing. And even though I read the articles by now and the information is in the back of my mind when I am discussing this with you, I have to say, I don't even know if I'm doing this right right now. Because in the end how the podcast is perceived, is all based on the learners and the listeners, and in this case, also your preferences and the use of it. And then, if you are always skipping towards the results sections in studies, then this is it. The answer to the big question. Are podcasts actually effective? And spoiler alert for those who are new in academic literature, familiar talk for those who are not. As usual, it is not a simple yes or no answer. To start, we should again make a little distinction. This time it is between the cognitive effectiveness and the affective influence. Empirical studies surprisingly found that there was no significant difference in students' performance of those who used podcasts next to their studies versus those who did not. However, students generally felt that the use of podcasts had helped them. And this is where we get to the effective domain, because students generally were very positive towards using podcasts. They felt they had more opportunities to interact with the curriculum and they could do so in their own time. And thus, in the end, they felt that they had learned more. So if it comes to perceived learning, yes, podcasts are effective. And I hope that you feel like you have learned something today too. I got maybe a little carried away in the theoretical background, but you know, I am an educational scientist after all. And so, I actually combined the research that I found in a little literature review. A background article, basically, that includes mostly what I talked about today, but also some additional information. And if you would be interested in even more than this actual episode, 
then please be my guest and ask me about the article. For now, I would say enough cognitive load and enough of my voice and this podcast is also way longer than 10 minutes. So let's stop it here. Thank you so much for listening to this very first episode. I hope there's going to be many more to come and I cannot wait for you to be back for the next episode with my first guest. Spoiler alert, it is going to be a very good one. And I also cannot wait to continue this podcast and to explore education together. I hope it's going to be icebreaking, basically. And um, yeah, that pun was not planned. This is unscripted, remember? So let's break the ice. I am serious. We are going to explore education and we're going to learn so much together. And um, yeah, that's it for today. See you next time. Bye.